Our purpose on earth is a journey. It's the journey, as the Sufis say, of the drop returning to the ocean. When the drop, drop meets the ocean, there is no drop, there is just ocean. This journey is, as it were, a journey down a thread. The end of the thread is what we think of as ourselves, our ego. And as we descend this thread, we go down through our, our subconscious, our unconscious, down through a collective unconscious, which we share with other humans, down through a consciousness shared by life, by the earth, by the solar system, a consciousness of the galaxy, and down eventually to a consciousness of the whole universe, and even beyond that, to energies which are outside of the realm of objects. This journey has, in our world, in our period, has three legs to it. One is religion, which most people have rejected nowadays. And um, spirituality can fill that void. The second leg is mysticism. And um, you have to have an understanding, you have to accept the mystical, the idea that there are worlds and dimensions beyond our world. And the third leg is psychology, because the journey through the unconscious starts with psychology, it starts with an understanding of our own nature, because that gets discarded once we've got to a certain level, but for most people who are hearing this, psychology and understanding that yourself is a very important part of this, as the ancient Greeks said, know thyself. The psychological journey is a very subtle one. The crass teaching that we give to kids and at universities and most of our education can't begin to understand the subtle nature of this. What we call understanding in the West is a mechanical process of linking causes and effects it's not real understanding in any shape or form. Some years ago I was given a book to review, it was called The God Part of the Brain, I can't even remember the author now. And um, he starts from the assumption, of course like all atheists, that God doesn't exist and then attempts to explain why people believe in God. It's nonsense largely nonsense from beginning to end, although very erudite nonsense. At one point in the book he says how our understanding has evolved, because he said in ancient times people thought rain was and weather was brought about by gods, and he said now we understand that rain is brought about by changes in air pressure and so on and so on and so on. 
Now, that doesn't, I've talked about this before, but it doesn't explain the why of rain. I'm, let's say I've decided to do something um, and it's going to be out in the open air and uh, I'm hoping it doesn't rain, and it does. You can turn around and say, well, it rained because of the changes in air pressure and so on, but why did it rain at that time in that place in that way? Why did it rain when I attempted to do it but when somebody else set up, it didn't rain at all. Science can explain the how, but not the why. And in a way, this relates to this left and right brain. It relates, and I've talked about this before, to the concept of particle wave duality. The, we all understand the particles because the particles don't take place in time, that we don't understand the wave. We have to switch. And that switch, of course, involves this moment of time. And this is, I've talked about this before, we have to rediscover that moment of time at each, at each instant. We have to re-find it. If we don't, we're lost in the past or the future, we're lost in our thoughts and you know talking about the thread and the relationship with the galaxy and the universe and so on the universe has existed for billions and billions of years and it's going to go on for billions and billions of years there are more galaxies in the universe than there are grains of sand in all the beaches and this is and each galaxy can be much much bigger than our own galaxy Each galaxy can consist of billions of stars the size of the universe is way way beyond our imagination and there are many many life forms in this universe some which we couldn't even comprehend and the instance of time from the universe that started to the universe that finishes is, is well it's infinite I mean not quite infinite but all but and yet, and yet, your experience at this moment of time is unique. It's never happened before in the universe. It will never happen again in the universe. There are other universes, and each other universe is unique. This is the infinity of the Creator, the infinity of, of God, the finite can never understand the infinite. The thread that we go down never finishes because we never understand God. But as we become more aware of each aspect of God, we lose our own individuality and we take on something which is much bigger and we become more related to that essence of God which we call love it's an attractive force that binds the universe you know cosmologists say that most of the universe is something they call dark matter now the tricks that of course they get up to because their maths doesn't actually fit the observed universe is incredible and nobody stops to ask themselves well maybe with their trace tracking down a red herring but if we think of dark matter, we can just as easily give it a different name. We could call it chi. 
the life force of the universe. And it's that chi energy that we have to raise in ourselves in order to take on this journey. The kind of lives that people live nowadays, the shallowness of them, dissipates chi energy. Bad habits dissipate chi energy, it leaks out. We raise energy with each breath, which is why some mystics can survive on breath alone. We raise energy from food. There are other techniques you can use to raise energy. But for most people, they live flat lives. They have no energy. It causes depression. And the thoughts are unconcentrated. The thoughts gitter around. It's like when you drop a drop of water on a hot frying pan and it just gids over the place. And I've talked before about it, how it's like a pinball machine. The ball bounces off one thing when you get a thought and then it, your thoughts go off in a certain way. Then it bounces off somewhere else and the thoughts go in another direction. And there's no ability to stand back from that. So the chi energy just gets dissipated. There is no journey. There's no awareness of travel, of gaining something, of having a purpose, of having a destiny. Life becomes meaningless. And this is why there's such a high suicide rate in, in the West, because people lack purpose. The rate is higher among men, and they say, oh, that's because men succeed in committing suicide and women don't. And women do get uh, I think depression is probably more, and anxiety is more depressed, is more prevalent in women. It's very sad. The underlying basis behind it is a lack of spirituality. And although I said that there were three supports, three arms to this journey, and one of them is religion. Religion nowadays has got so corrupted and so distorted that it rarely provides a proper support and you can't support on two legs, it just falls over. There is no grounding, there is no basis. You have to have certain moral standards, you have to have an idea that there's a destiny beyond yours, that self-gratification is not the aim. You're working towards a higher purpose, and having that higher purpose removes depression. The window to this journey, if we might put it that way, is our conscience. What feels at a deep level to be right and wrong. But we've so cut off from that conscience nowadays that people aren't aware of it. They deny it. Our society pushes us in the opposite direction. What's right and good, as we are told, is wrong and bad. People who are good people are considered to be evil because they don't take the vaccination. And people who don't use transgender pronouns and things like this are considered to be bad people. They use words like homophobic. Now, sometimes these feelings 
that there's something wrong with transgender or uh, maybe even there's something wrong with gay sex, especially when it's played out in the open, is a natural feeling that goes into our consciousness. And yet we are told by society that that's bad and wrong. So we are pulled in the opposite direction. We are living in the time of the Antichrist or coming up to the time of the Antichrist. What is good is called bad. What is right is called wrong. What is called heaven, what is really hell and what's called hell is really heaven. In a way, you could not go far wrong if you went against everything you were told, at least question it. And it's one of the characteristics of our society that we are told not to question. And I've talked about this before. Instead of questioning, we are told to fact check. In other words, we don't look at anything that comes up and say, does it fit in with my reasoning? We are told, does it come from a good source? And of course, a good source is an approved source, and it's approved by the Antichrist and his agents. And so people lose contact with that ability, that natural ability we have to question and ask. It emphasizes in the Quran, and I've said this many, many times before. O men of understanding, and by men of course it means humanity. O men of understanding, you have to think, you have to reason. And of course we're told that science is about reason and questioning and religion is about blind acceptance. The reality in many cases is the opposite. Yeah, there are religious people, religious fundamentalists, who will blindly follow what they're told by the priests. But what we are called science, in fact, we're not even called, it's not even called science now, it's called the science. It's become a religion. And what is right, we are told, is what the scientists tell us are right. And of course, dissenting voices, and I've been one of them, are taken down from YouTube, from Medium, where I, was, I used to write prodigiously, and my writings all got taken down because I, uh, I pointed out some things about COVID that uh, I quoted proper statistics from approved sources but that wasn't acceptable and my writings got taken down and many many people are taken down scientists are taken down science is about discussion and questioning but you can't discuss and you can't question so the irony is that although they say oh no religion's about blind acceptance and science is about questioning when scientists attempt to question they are taken down they are removed there's an agenda which suppresses free speech, which doesn't want you to, to question. Now, one of the interesting things about religion, and I said one of the branches, of, one of the legs that we, of this journey is, is psychology, is that many of the stories in the Bible and um, other, other religious sources are really stories and psychology if we look at the greek archetypes they are very similar to the greek gods and goddesses they're very similar to jungian archetypes many of the stories in the bible relate to psychology um shakespeare of course which is not biblical but i mean his his works were very much about psychology and about deep psychology 
And so proper religion does bridge this and understand it. The journey, one part of the journey, is about psychology. It's about understanding yourself. And proper religious teachers provide guidance that helps people go on this journey because they give them a basis for morality. And so the morality they teach aligns with the morality that's natural to them. And this helps you on your journey. It helps you to realise when things feel right and when things feel wrong. But nowadays we are told the opposite. We are actually misled and taken off that journey. We are suppressed in the same way as discussion in what real science has been suppressed. Feelings and, and right and wrong about the journey and about the relationship with our own conscience has been suppressed and misled. Religion is mocked, religious people are made fun of and told that they're stupid and ignorant because the science is, so we're told, is superseded these old religious views. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I mean that quite literally. It is moving society in completely the wrong direction. They know nothing to know that air pressure and things like this cause weather is a trivial, it's trivial. When you understand that relationship with yourself, you start to understand why things happen. And the world takes on an, an understanding and a unity and a wonder. Because you start to realise how everything is interrelated. And I've talked many times before about how when you can step back far enough and view the world we live in, and when I say view in many, many facets of viewing, you realise that everything is as it should be. Everything is in its place. And there is this wonder when you realise how everything coordinates and synchronises. The the what's called the music of the spheres. They turn, they produce a harmony and many, many different octaves in many, many different ways. And that time and things that happen in one time have repercussions and affect things happening in another time in a quite miraculous way. Well, it is a miraculous way. And that what appears to be hardship and suffering is simply a part of that process and in the scheme of things in this journey that goes on forever and in the infinite dynamic of the universe what you call suffering is not even a drop in the ocean it comes and it passes so quickly that it has no significance to you in the long term, except from what you can learn from it.
you for listening. You can email me, phil at graham.net. You can look at my website, philip with one L dot Braham dot net. Braham is B-R-A-H-A-M. And if you send an email, put podcast in the subject so it doesn't get lost. Thank you.